Three, two, one. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Christopher Stolle, and I'm joined by one of my co-hosts of Breaking the Fourth Wall Weekly Show, Miss Serenity Stone. Hey, everyone. Hey. And uh, we, we, Serenity and I were talking today, uh, earlier today, about the fact that it is the 19th anniversary of the uh, tragic event of 9-11. Uh, where people, obviously listeners who may not have been alive at the time, it's sad to believe that it's been that long, uh, may not necessarily remember the event. It's just kind of a story your parents have told you. Um, but it was the tragic day where the New, uh, New York World Trade Centers were attacked by, uh, by commercial jetliners that were hijacked by uh, extreme terrorists. And it wasn't just not. It wasn't just the uh, World Trade Center, although that's the one that most people remember. But you also remember there was a uh, a plane that was hijacked uh, at the same time and crashed into the Pentagon, and a jet yep. that was hijacked but uh, and crashed in Pennsylvania. But the reason it crashed in Pennsylvania is it didn't reach its intended target because of the people uh, fought the. Uh, the hijackers on that plane and uh, were able to wrestle back control of the plane, but not in enough time to, to save the plane from going down. Um, as far as I remember the, the situation, but basically there was three, uh, three separate incidents to the, to the nine 11 tragedy. Uh, it's just the one that was most visibly remembered is the world trade center. Um, now 19 years ago, we're talking 2001. You know, and it's a long time ago. And the reason Serenity and I wanted to get, uh, get on this and, and, and have a conversation about it, there's many uh, reasons behind it. But uh, the main reason is Serenity and I were together when this tragic event happened. And we remember vividly the day, you know, like most people say, it's like if you lived through it, you remember the day, the moment, the time, what you were doing, where you were at. And in our case, I can't speak for Serenity, but in, in, in my case, like I remember, I don't remember the time, like that day, that whole entire day was a jumble as far as time was concerned. Like to me, it literally, it it sounds very uh, cliche, but to me, the time felt like it stood still. Yeah. Definitely agreed on that. Every Every point of it I could remember in my head, but I don't ever remember looking at the time because it wasn't a priority. Right. And uh, the reason the reason we wanted to talk about this, because it is a shared experience between us, for those that don't know. Uh, many, many years ago, Serenity and I were together. We lived together and everything, including when this happened. And quite honestly, the memory of it uh, for me was always the fact that I was laying down in bed asleep and uh, Serenity woke me up screaming that we're under attack. And I, I, I specifically remember in my groggy, you know, hazed mind because I'm trying to wake up thinking to myself, either I'm dreaming or she's hallucinating like she had a bad dream. Until she literally turned on the TV and I was saw the news reports, like when my eyes focused on the news reports. Um, Serenity can go go into more detail of how she found out before I did, uh, but that was that was that was the moment where the world changed for me. Was literally Serenity yelling, "Oh my God, we're under attack!" 
Serenity and would have... the second we turned on the TV is when the plane hit on the second tower. So it was reality instantly. It wasn't replay. It was live. And pretty scary. I mean, weren't you scared? Or did you feel, you know, with your military background and your family... How were how you feeling at that moment? Well, if you remember, um, you know, and, and 20 years is a long time, but it's still a lot of things are very vivid to me in that point. Um, when, when we turned on the TV, you're right. When we turned on the TV, within 10 minutes, the second plane hit and uh, live on, on screen. Like, we couldn't believe it. And at, at that point, there was an absolute rage that built up inside of me that I remember and I remember you grabbing me and holding me because of the fact that I was grabbing my clothes and heading directly to a recruiter station to try to overturn my discharge. I was instantly wanting to reenlist because I wanted to get even for what was happening. Like there was, there was such an anger in me from what I saw. And as you grab what I remember from, from my standpoint, from my point of view, as you grabbed me and, and pleaded with me not to do that, by the way, um, and you just held me, I remember like the rage letting go and I just sank to my knees and cried in your shoulder. Yeah, there was a lot of crying that happened at that moment. Like, um, it, 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 I didn't know anybody that died in nine 11, you know, uh, thankfully, thank God. But my, my heart broke, especially as we continue to watch the news reports throughout the day and finding out that they hit the Pentagon and, and finding out that they hit, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, that field in Pennsylvania and, and, you know, finding out that it was extreme terrorists that took over, uh, the planes and that it was a, uh, politically motivated for lack of better term which terrorism usually is but a politically motivated strike against america you know a military strike as opposed to just something that i don't mean to make it sound like demeaning in this in this sense but like it wasn't just pilot error you know an accident happened you know type deal um Instead, it was which a is nearly impossible, which is anyway, near, but... nearly impossible. But, you know, par, until until things were put put together, that's all we were hoping. We were hoping that it was just, you know, some freak thing, you know, miscommunication from a tower somewhere or something. You know what I mean? And and as radio frequencies getting me chopped up. Right. <laughs> and and as as the reports came out. Uh, and everything else, it, it just more and more became a random act of senseless violence that was politically motivated for ideologies, which I know happens all the time in war and, and, and between countries and be, between this, that, and the other. But what made it that much more tragic was this was an attack on innocent people. The people on the plane, the people in the towers... You know, on the planes and in the towers, they were just going about their daily lives. They had no, they had no dog in that race. You know, they were just going about their days, going to travel to see their, their grandmothers or their grandfathers or going to work that day, thinking about, you know, what they're going to have for dinner when they get home and uh, what time they're going to pick up their kids or whatever else. And in an instant, it was destroyed over such a, a senseless act. Yeah. And I mean, that was that was something that crushed me, I think, more than anything else on this planet. 
you know, and, and as we sat there, I, I, I remember the whole entire day I sat there stewing and it was such a, such a raw emotion to, you know, I wanted to be strong for you and, and, and your family. Cause I know all of us were, were really hurt by what was going on and, and watching and seeing. So I kind of wanted to be that kind of like that rock, that pillar. But at the same time, I was such a jumbled mess of emotions that the more and more I heard, the more and more I'd go into this spiral of of anger, rage, regret, sorrow, you know, sympathy. And, and I, one one feeling that I remember the most was helplessness. There was just, just this feeling of like there's nothing I could do. Well, I'm feeling like there's nothing almost anyone could do because we never thought that it could happen in the first place. The fact that it happened not just once, but on multiple aircrafts, I think that I felt like America at a point was just helpless and that we had to fight just like the people on the planes. We had to stand up and fight and join together in the feelings that we were having, whether they be anger or sadness or regret or just simply they just feel like this hit so close to home. So many people could have been there that day, but they called out. A lot of things happened that changed so many lives, but what ended up happening was we all joined together in the end. Right. And that that's where I wanted to go with this. Like, well, first I wanted to, to explore your, your memory, your side of it. Because I don't think you and I have ever even a, a, ever sat down in the 20 plus years that we've known each other. You know, as, as I stated in the beginning of the show, you and I at one time were an item. We were a couple. Uh, we had a mutual uh, breakup, remained friends for all that time. But you and I have never sat down and had the conversation of that day. Like, it, it's always been an unspoken thing between us. So I'm curious to hear your side and what you went through from it. Like, what was what was kept private for you during this? Well, first for me, my phone kept ringing, and that was odd. And then my home phone kept ringing. And so I finally got up, got out of bed, and it was my grandmother on the phone. And... She'd been trying to call me for over an hour because this was happening, and I was still kind of groggy, but she was telling me that we're under attack and told me to turn on the TV, and I ended up saying, I love you, I hope you're okay, and hung up the phone and ran downstairs, and that's when I went to you is right after she told me this. I didn't turn on the TV, radio, anything, because what my grandmother says to me, I believe 100%. So I'm running down there saying we're under attack, thinking, I hope my grandmother's not crazy, because if she is, then I am too. Right. And then um, I felt fear. I felt like it could happen anywhere at any time. But then I saw where you're emotionally, because I, I know about your family's background, and I, I know your mom really well, and I just saw the look in your eyes of, like, change and devotion which is something that I saw in you a lot but the change in the devotion was towards like how can I help in this and then I thought that you were going to go and that meant you possibly dying so a lot of my memory after that is more fear of you going and fighting for this cause and me losing you over a few people 
that are psycho that took over planes and decided to change our world, which obviously it changed it up until this day. We're still fighting it. So um, I had just had a lot of fear for us, honestly. Okay. Well, no, that, that, that's absolutely fine. A, a lot of people, I th- I, I'd like to think a lot of people uh, in that day, like uh, during those first initial hours, during those news reports, of course, like our, our thoughts and prayers went out to the family members of the people who, who died, you know, and of course we were, we were all hoping and pulling for the, uh, the brave fire department and, and, and police departments and, and EMTs and, and, uh, civilians on the ground that were trying to help people, you know, uh, automatically trying to, to corral, try to find people and reunite them, try to dig through the rubble for anybody who, who may still be trapped inside. Like, of course we had all the, the hopes and fear, you know, hopes and, 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 and well wishes to them as well. Uh, through this, but I, I imagine most people turn to family, like uh, you know the people that mattered most to them at that time. I don't think I, you know. I, I want to correct anybody who may possibly think that that was something that was selfish. You know, even if you were oh, living. No, I I think that we were watching the telephone calls that were coming in from the loved ones. Yeah. And it was hitting really close to home for me because. That could have been me on the flight. I fly from Boston back about three days before that, was it? Yeah, something I like just that, got yeah. Back from, yeah, I just got back from Boston, which I would have been on that flight. That would have went down if it was a few days difference. So for me, it really was a, oh, my God, that could have been me on that flight. And then all I thought about is, oh, my God, this could have changed my world completely. And I kind of, like, blacked out at that moment. I mean... I remember about 15 minutes of that day and the rest of it, I just remember crying. That's all I really remember after the first initial shock of it all. After that ran out, I just remember crying the rest of the day. There is one other memory that I remember having, and that was going, uh, at the time, we weren't allowed to smoke in the house, so we would go behind the garage uh, of, of the backyard, you know, where, where the basketball net and the fire pit were. And and smoking cigarettes and and I remember feeble attempts on my end, you know, half-hearted attempts of trying to bring some normalcy to to the day, especially knowing how how internalized your 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 I don't want to use the term pain, but your sorrow was yeah. was to the situation that I would try to make, you know, jokes or say, hey, we should go for a drive somewhere or. You know, like, I, I remember attempting to try to get us onto some level of normalcy. Oh, yeah. And, and you, it you didn't help. You tried to make me laugh. <laughs> you, no, I think you made me laugh a few times, but I, I remember being more in shock over it all because I, I never thought that America would get attacked at all. And then it really did hit close to home because traveling to Boston was a normalcy for me. And... I, I go to California all the time, so being on those planes, just knowing what those people were going through and listening to the phone calls that were being played on the news stations, and it just really put me in a flashback of being on a plane and thinking it could be anyone at any time. This isn't just me. This is everyone. We as a nation, part of us just got killed. No, you're you're absolutely right, and to put the things into perspective for our listeners, besides uh, like Serenity saying, and and it's not it's not false in any way. She regularly made trips to Boston to to visit family that was out there, 
And at this time in 2001, her and I were both still very heavily involved in professional wrestling. So the idea of winding, we didn't normally, but the idea of us winding up on a plane to go do a show in another state was not unheard of as well. So, I mean, yeah, that's definitely something that was constantly on our mind because besides the fact that she regularly went to visit family, her and I regularly traveled for business in in the sense of, of professional wrestling. Most times it was on, you know, on the ground, like, you know, taking a, a road trip or something. But there ha- there could be occasions where we would have to fly out to the East Coast or the West Coast where, you know, driving just wouldn't be feasible to go do a there show. There were many times that we flew. Yeah, the, I remember several flights with you. And um, great, gratefully, nothing happened on any of the flights that us or any of our friends have taken. But... Um, airline is a risk, but at least we know nowadays that it's kind of, I guess they watch over it a bit more. I mean, do you feel more secure these days in the airlines because of what they did afterwards? Or do you think that it's something that's still kind of, it could happen? It's, it, it's a, it's a catch 22 question to me. Um, because of the fact that like, uh, years after, after the event where, where I had, kind of slowed down my wrestling career so i wasn't traveling as much you know now we're talking about like 2007 for example um where i'm in a band and it's a local act and everything else so i'm not really traveling but i was reconnecting with my now ex-wife in philadelphia which was leading me towards moving back to philadelphia and and to see each other we were traveling you know, Southwest Airlines, mostly, you know, between Philadelphia and Denver, you know, and uh, my experiences in the in the uh, airport would probably say like this, uh, when things happened in in 9-11 and the subsequent year, two years, I would say that the security measures were tight and necessarily tight. And I think they were helping keeping the situation from ever happening again. And maybe it's complacency or normalcy, but you know, come 2007, 2008, when I'm traveling back and forth between Philly and Denver, it became more of a hindrance. And I questioned whether, how effective it really was. You you know what I mean? It, It became, it became more of a hindrance. Like really, I have to take off my shoes and my belt. What if my pants fall down, you know, or, you know, Stupid, stupid things like that that you don't think about, you know, in, in normal situations, especially when you're sitting there going like, well, it was only six years ago that this happened, you know, at that point. And uh, yeah. quite honestly, I mean, we're talking since 2008, I haven't been on a plane. So I, I don't know about current uh, days. See, I fly at least, well, before this lockdown, every two to four months I was on a plane. So, um... I fly regularly, and I find that they're overly cautious with some things, but then not cautious with other things at all. I mean, I've arrived and something was in my briefcase that, oh my God, should not have been there, or, you know, like something that I had with my carry-on that I didn't even realize was in there, you know, a, a rig or something that definitely was not allowed on a plane. And all of a sudden, I open up my briefcase and my suitcase and all my stuff's there that should not have been there and went through everything, went through all the security checks with me, and I didn't even know they were there. So um, 
I think that they're just very concerned about liquids. And then they test your wrists. They always swipe your wrists for chemicals. But um, mm-hmm. they're pretty much the same. But I, I find it's just overly cautious. Well, I remember... Is, I remember some of the weird th- the things that struck me as weird, like when I when I would fly, is again while I was still a smoker, like I was allowed to take cigarettes on the plane, like a pack of cigarettes or whatever else, and I was allowed to take a book of matches with me. You know, like on a carry on or something. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're not allowed to smoke on the plane itself, but you were not allowed a lighter, like not even in your carry on or or in the packet. You know, in the uh, uh, the suitcase that will wind up in the cargo area or whatever stuff like that was not allowed. Like I literally, That's like it. when I flew from Denver to Philadelphia, yeah. I, the first place I'd have to stop is a convenience store to buy a lighter. That's so funny. Cause one of the last times I flew, I opened up one of my pockets and it had like nine lighters in there. <laughs> and I was just like, how did they not even notice this? You know, right. like, yeah, definitely. They don't, they say they're pretty particular on things, and the only things I notice they're particular on is liquids. Yeah. Any type of liquid, I mean, they're on top of it. But at the same time, like, the people that are running these scans, it's just a computer, pretty much. And if the computer says that this metal is in this place and there's too much of it, then they say that your alarm went off or whatever. But how how do we know what upgrades they've really made to it? What are they really scanning for? True. No, you're not wrong. And 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 as a perfect example is like a, a body wash, for example. Say you're a person who has a, uh, who uses a particular body wash. You you can't use something. You use Dial. That's your body wash. You can't use anything else, right? So you go and buy a big bottle of body wash, and you got to go travel for a couple of days. You're not going to go buy a big bottle at wherever you're at you know, or whatever else. So you just want to take the bottle you have with you. You're not allowed. What always seemed weird to me is like, okay, I can't take a, a typical store-bought bottle, still factory sealed bottle of body wash, for example. But I can go to a dollar store and buy a particular size tube and fill it with my body wash and put it in a Ziploc bag. And for some reason, that's fine. Yeah. That was always a weird scenario to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like they found the people that had the vials of COVID-19 supposedly by x-ray, what did did they do? They saw inside of a briefcase and they're like, oh, that's something bad that we need to confiscate. Like, how would they know what liquid's good or bad just because it's small doesn't make it good, (laughs) you know? Well, that brings up a great question. How did they know that that vial was (laughs) COVID-19 and wasn't just, for the sake of argument, water? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think there's a lot of (coughs) going on there. They were probably were told ahead of I don't believe that it was just some natural arrest or something. You know, I definitely think it was an operation arrest. Okay. Well, you and I were having that conversation earlier about, like, some of the things, and we'll get into that. I don't want to get into it now, but uh, how some things just, you know, a lot of the country and a lot of the rules in the country had changed, and it opened up a, a lot of avenues that are not so great in the country uh, like the Patriot Act and and and, uh, and all, 
uh, which, like I said, we'll get into, but not at the exact moment, because we have been kind of concentrating on a lot of the negatives of 9-11, which, of course, there are. I don't want to say that, you know, plane slamming into a building is a, is a positive thing. It's not, you know, um, but the positive, the thing is, is that even in a tragedy, you can pull positives out of. And I want to take a moment now and really dig into those uh those uh those positives and accentuate those positives and i especially want to get into this because i think the positives that came out of 9-11 are things that should be in practice today should be remembered and in practice today and that is the fact that as tragic uh as uh as as the 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 events were that happened on september 11 2001 Uh, The greatest American day, I would say, quite honestly, since probably the founding of the country is September 12th, 2001. And the reason I state that is because even though the country was mourning and the country was was hurting from from that devastating attack and, and we were all trying to figure out how to feel and what to think, what was great about what hap what happened the following day was Americans united in a way they had not done before. All of a sudden, religion didn't matter. Skin color didn't matter. Sexuality didn't matter. Gender didn't matter. Religion didn't matter. All that mattered to us was making sure that our brothers and sisters were safe. Yes, agreed. Um, The way that the country came together and... Even if it wasn't your mother, it felt like it was your mother. Everyone dug into their heart and felt this the same and reacted in a helpful way that helped their neighbor and pulled up their bosses out of the rubble. I mean, there were people found days after. So I think that the effort that the country put in as of one is a triumphant ordeal. Uh, absolutely. And, and I think that's something that needs to be that that's a lesson that we need to take today and, and quite honestly I'll be honest with you I'm so disappointed in Americans right now and the reason I am is because of the fact that we went through one of the worst ordeals in American history which was 9/11 and we came out of it stronger and better than ever and then one day we just lost that unity it, you look at today and everybody battling over religion point of views or or skin color point of views or or sexuality point of views or or political point of views, you know, conservative and liberal, you know, and it's like at the end of the day, it's like, have we forgotten what it's like when we are divided? What happens? Have, have we truly lost? I hate to I hate to say this word because I know it's going to piss a lot of people off. But to me, the arguments of the day, regardless of the reasoning for the arguments, I'm not, I'm not talking about the reasoning for the arguments, but the arguments themselves and how out of control they have gotten, whether it's political, whether it's uh, race or whether it's uh, sexual identity or whatever. They are so trivial to the things that we have seen and witnessed and watched America come together hindsight of to see us torn apart on such trivialities that we can't get beyond these things and remember who we are as Americans. And I want to drive this point home. September 12th, that in fact, the rest of that year and the following year, 
it wasn't just Americans. We were human beings. I mean, there were people from Australia and people from the United Kingdom and Canada and Mexico and, you know, Russia. All of Europe. All of Europe and Russia and Asia all were feeling the effects of what happened to, to the United States on 9-11. All of them were mourning for us. Do you think they're mourning for us now or cheering for us? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but at that one event was enough to yeah. br not only bring the United States together, Americans together, but it brought humanity together. That most of the world cried with us. And most of the world wanted to see justice brought to, uh, brought on those who, who caused this. And I don't understand. May, maybe it's just me. I don't understand why we can't get back to that and without another tragic event, God forbid. But why we can't get back to that point where we could look at somebody who has a different skin color or a different religious outlook or whatever. Insert modern complaint today. You know, and mm -hmm. and still just see my brother or sister. Why can't we look at each other and accept the differences in each other and say, maybe like, I might not agree with you, but I can't say you're wrong. You know, like, right. just accept each other's differences and embrace that. Sometimes you need to look at life more like a puzzle instead of like, a cardboard wall. I mean, things go together that you might not think need to, and your strengths are probably a lot of my weaknesses. So that's the way the world kind of works. Exactly, and especially with America, where we proud ourselves on being a melting pot, you know, of different cultures and different religions and different races and different points of view. And at one point, we learned to coexist with each other. And now these, these, these points of view are tearing each other apart when it shouldn't. And that's why I'm advocating for 9-11 as, as a Remembrance Day and never taking away from the tragedy that happened in 9-11. I also want 9-11 and, you know, people can agree with me or disagree with me, but I kind of want 9-11 to also be a celebration day. In the sense that we celebrate being Americans and united as Americans and remembering what it means to be united as Americans forgetting the petty differences of of points of view even for a moment and just remembering that we're all human beings that are bound together by this love of country and that love of country means we love everybody within this country regardless of where they came from what social status they are, what religion they are, what sexuality they are, what gender they are, what color of skin they have, what, you know, outfits they may or may not wear, what their financial statuses are. None of that matters at the end of the day. At the end of the day, is you, you and I were brothers and sisters. And I think that's something that needs to be celebrated and remembered most of all from this. Yeah, and how to rejoin back together now in this time where everyone feels so disconnected. Um, that's 
that's a huge tragedy because it just feels like we're getting pulled further and further apart instead of coming together. I'm lucky to be in a good part with a good group of people and I'm having an okay time with it and not having any complaints, but you know, there's people out there, there's still protests, there's still violence, and people need to remember once again that we're all here for the same fight. We're all here for the same dreams and the same goals. And separated, we're just gonna go our own ways and they're gonna divide us, but together we could fight and we could become stronger together than we ever will alone. Exactly. And I, I think I think, you know, I know who 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 am I in this world, but I I truly think that Americans should take the, today to not only give a moment of silence to mourn those who lost their lives, to which we're still our thoughts and prayers not only to the victims but the families of the victims that are still suffering this to this day, you know, and that it should never ever ever be forgotten what has happened to this country, uh, being the second second uh, attack on 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 American soil and the the largest uh, devastating attack that has ever happened on American soil that should never be lost sight of, of course. But I think the positivity also has to be accentuated, and I think we need to use this day to also celebrate us learning to come together. Agreed. But what do you guys think? Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Where were you when this tragic event happened, and what lessons did you take from it? Leave a comment in the comment section down below. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Check out the Breaking the Fourth Wall podcasts and uh, weekly shows released all the time here on Realm of the Mist on YouTube. And, of course, on the audio platforms, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Pandora, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Guys, Serenity and I will catch you again coming up uh this coming week with another episode of breaking the fourth wall weekly but until then guys love each other just for one day remember what it's like to to care about somebody regardless have a good night